Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 187 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks for giving this episode a listen. I will be sitting down with Mick Aussie here in just a moment to go through our tips for round 18. Now, don't forget, folks, if you have a club that you are interested, a local club that you're interested in getting a shout-out for a club of the episode in an upcoming episode, drop me a note via email or shoot me a message on Facebook or any of my other socials. Uh, I love being able to highlight the clubs and learn a little bit about where they are in relationship to the hubs of the game throughout the country, that sort of thing. Now, folks, if you haven't had the opportunity to do so yet, I do hope that you'll consider checking out episode 186. This is not one that I publicized highly in a lot of different uh, discussion groups and things of that nature, but it, to me, it's one of the more important episodes I've ever published. It might be the most important one. And uh, one, it was uh, paying tribute to my uncle who passed away last week. But the second half of it was also a uh, kind of a, a, a call for some help for some of you for a fun little project uh, with my mom having her 80th birthday coming up uh, here in just a couple of months. And she's hoping to uh, get birthday cards from as many different places and people around the world. And, uh, you know, I, I figured I would use the podcast for that. I know a couple of people have already told me they've dropped cards in the mail, so that's that's wonderful to hear. And uh, if you want to help out with that, you know, there's about a five or six minute clip in episode 186 that kind of talks about that. I will put the mailing address in the show notes for this episode if you want to help out with that, you know. I spoke with my sister during that episode and, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, how our mother doesn't necessarily want stuff, but she would love to see, you know, images, a picture or something, uh, or a postcard or something that, that makes other people happy around the world, that type of thing. So like I said, I'll put that information in the show notes. If you want to help out with that, that's fantastic. You know, we're hoping to get 80 of them for her 80th birthday, but if we could get 800 of them, that would be awesome. So Feel free, you know, if you want to tell your friends about this, you know, fun little project, uh, that would be great. Alrighty. And folks, uh, today's club of the episode is being sponsored by MickAussie.tv, and MickAussie.tv is run by Kim Harrison, or as we know him here in North America, Mick Aussie. Uh, Mick is a uh, South Australian native. I uh, spent the last two decades running his sports comedy channel talking about the NFL, of course, the AFL, the Canadian Football League. Uh, He's doing a lot of work with the Edmonton Elks of the CFL right now. He appears weekly on SportsGrid TV. And Mick was in his own right a terrific player in South Australia as well as in the Northern Territories. And the club of this week's episode are the Camperdown Magpies. And the Magpies are members of the Hampton Football League. And they play their games at the Lura Oval on the corner of Aidney and Campbell Streets. And Camperdown is located between Geelong and and Warrnambool on the A1, if I'm not, not mistaken there. It looks like a nice drive between the two cities there. It was founded in eight, excuse me, 1930. Boy, if it was founded in 1830, it predated every club that was in the VFL and now in the AFL. Uh, some of their alumni 
that played with this club include Ken Hankley, Easton Wood, Scott Lucas, Paul Broderick, and David Lake. And this weekend, the Magpies are hosting the Portland Football, Netball, and Cricket Club. And best of luck to the Magpies as they go forward this week. And again, the club of the episode was sponsored by MickAussie.tv. And Mick, thanks so much, man. Remember, folks, if you would want to find out things about the podcast, everything you want to know about the podcast, you can do it over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there so that when a new episode comes out, uh, it goes into your email almost instantaneously. So it gets to you before it goes anywhere else. Uh, you can leave a review for the podcast, which is a huge help for the show. If you like what you're hearing, you enjoy the show, it gives me a little bit of legitimacy in terms of being able to share the podcast with or share the reviews with other people to let them know that, hey, here's what somebody thought about the show. You might want to check it out as well. Uh, you can leave me a voicemail there. You can sign up to be a guest. So if you are somebody who has a great story to tell or if you know somebody that has a great story to tell, I would love to hear from you. Okay, you can certainly sign up if you if you would be a great guest over there. And, you know, I've, like I said, I've, I've had many, many interviews with lots of different folks there. I, a lot of them have signed up there and have reached out to them. If you want to help out the podcast, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button in the bottom left-hand corner or check out the store page at the top. But as I appreciate, as I always say, I appreciate your assistance uh, with letting me know what you think about the show. And I love the fact that the people are sharing it and enjoying it. Now, so let's take a look at the games that are going to be available this week here in the United States on cable television. And all of this information is coming directly from afana.com. And we've got three games on here in the U.S. that are on kind of the regular cable television. And uh, they're all three going to be on FS2, Fox Sports 2. And we're going to be getting on Friday, tomorrow night at 11.30, we're going to get the... Uh, Collingwood and Adelaide game and then Saturday morning on FS2 at 5 a.m. we're going to get Carlton and Geelong and then Sunday at 1 a.m. we're going to be getting Melbourne and Port Adelaide from T.O. Traeger Park in Alice Springs so if you're a footy fan and you've been watching the game and you haven't you know had a chance to watch a game being played in Alice Springs away from one of the other stadiums or you know fields that you've uh, seen before you may want to check that one out so again you know big thanks to uh Afana.com for going ahead and putting together all of that information. So, folks, let's go ahead and dive into my discussion with uh, Mick Aussie as we go through our tips for round 18. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I, I am thrilled to be joined again by Mick Aussie from MickAussie.tv. Mick, how you doing, sir? Yes, good, mate, and uh, looking forward to another round of AFL. And Oh, this is interesting. I went 7-2 and two last week, luckily. But the girlfriend didn't even ask my advice. She went eight and one straight up, and she won our wow. family competition. So wow! Quite amazing, eh? Which which game did she get wrong? Ah, uh, let me think. I'm gonna guess the D's and the cats. No, no, she got that one right. Oh, uh, I think I think it was the uh, bombers. She oh. didn't pick the bombers. Okay, well that's understandable. Yeah, that's understandable. So. Well, yeah, we've got you know, a couple things in the news. Of course, you know, the biggie uh, first off is, you know, David Noble is out. Uh, you know, he's a uh, he's now a former senior coach of the uh, North Melbourne Kangaroos. Uh, 
kind of a no-win situation for him, literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What a what a mess they are. But amazingly, Saturday night here about nine thirty, the game came on. So I thought, ah, oh, better watch it. And I'm glad I did because they were absolutely playing very well, mm-hmm. up by a few goals against the Collie Wobble Magpies. Even though I picked the Magpies, I was hoping the Ruse won. So they had a really good game, didn't they? And only just lost by yeah. seven or eight points. So a yeah. uh, bit of weird timing after their good effort last Saturday night. It's a, it's a uh, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with that with that club and whoever gets that job because you know I. I still am not convinced that 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 club is as bad as their record. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's just I, I, I there's more talent there than what they have shown. You know, with, on the fixture this year, I think. Well, Malcolm Blight, who I often mention because I listen to their great uh, Sports Day SA show every morning, he says there's seven really good players slash players with a lot of potential and four or five of those are in key positions. So he thinks it's a good opportunity for a coach to come in with the talent there to build on. But that said, the club's in a mess. They get those millions of dollars from Tasmania right now. Well, that might change. So interesting, but I, I'll tell you what, one team I wouldn't like to be coaching is uh, West Coast Eagles because they're in for a big rebuild for sure. I think, I think you're right on that one. Yeah. Cause it's a, uh... They're there. And I've mentioned this on, uh, you know, when I was doing solo episodes uh, before, but you know, the, the Eagles were very much in a similar position to Geelong in terms of their age profile, but nobody ever seemed to talk about the Eagles being in a little older side. They always joked about the cats being, you know, the, the scene seasoned citizens, if you will. And uh, well, granted, you know, knock on wood, you know, the health and safety protocols have uh, not necessarily hit the cats this year and hopefully they don't, but you know, they've weathered the storm all right oh yeah and absolutely right now they're sitting as premiership favorites so that's uh that's good for you i'm i'm a uh, again i'm a cleveland sports fan i don't uh i i i don't i don't think anything is going to happen until after every player that has won the game has showered and is dressed and is on the bus to head back to the airport to fly home uh i don't i don't i don't think it's a win until that's happened I'm, I'm just I've been snake bit too many times yeah. so got a couple of key forwards who have some contract situations going on there one your guy Tex Walker from the Crows signed on for one more year so it looks you know like he might be a crow for life well you know big Texan he's been a great player for the Crows my favorite team on the negative He's, I'm going to blame him for the first person sticking his mouth guard in his sock when he shoots for goal. You know, I don't like that. And so many players uh-huh. have unfortunately followed him. But look at him. I mean, he is one of the best accurate kicks for a mm-hmm. big fella I've ever seen, whether it's for goal, for a long shot, or running around on the ground. Terrific player. And, uh, yeah, good on him for staying in Adelaide. I'm sure he got offered more money somewhere else on a two-year contract. But he's got young kids, and he's married in Australia, so that's the smart decision. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can completely understand that, yeah. And the other key forward that, you know, I have a feeling they're going to work this out and figure something out because it's just the first 
it's just a, the the first shots being fired in this uh, discussion, if you will. But uh, you know, the Swans have you know said have offered significantly less than uh, than what Buddy has been making, and you know the reports are Buddy's saying, "Well, I'll take my services elsewhere," you know, a la LeBron James, if you will. Um, <laughs> well. Buddy, you can compare him to LeBron in the fact that he's so big and so dominant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love to see him play live. I haven't. Um, but, yeah, I did hear they offered him 500000 which is less for the next year. And someone was saying on the radio yesterday that his wife is kind of acting as an agent somewhat. So mm-hmm. maybe we need to uh, keep her out of it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I hope he finishes his career at the Swans. Well, here's a dumb question. If, you know, if she's acting as his agent, does he get a discount? <laughs> well, it sounds like she wants more and she's trying to make a bit of a name for herself. Hey, I, I want to keep out of that one. Well, that, I mean, there's nothing wrong, we nothing wrong with that. Because, you know, I, I can certainly see, you know, that, you know, that maybe that's the, uh, you know, his post-playing career is where she she steps into that, into that role. That kind of be, that'd be kind of fun to see, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know the full details. I did just hear that on I think it was their AFL podcast, one mm-hmm. of them, but I believe she's a model in Sydney and uh so forth. So they're obviously doing quite well financially and good right, on them. Right. So you ready to dive into the games? We've got we've actually got nine games to talk about this week instead of the uh, the eight we've had for the last couple of weeks here. And uh tomorrow morning, you know, the uh you you have the the clash of the which cl- which club really wants to try to find their way into the eight because they seem to both be you know both stepping back away from it like they spotted a skunk somewhere and they don't want to they don't want to get sprayed by it because they're not really doing we got the bulldogs and saint kilda number 10 and number nine playing at marvel stadium you've got uh, the bulldogs have some key ins but they've got some key outs also. They're bringing, you know, Bailey Smith is back in after his uh, suspension. Josh Bruce is back for the first time this year. Great to have him back in. But then his uh, his running mate, Aaron Norton's out because of the health and safety protocols. Uh, Josh Shackey's out. Lockie Hunter's out also because of health and safety protocols. On the other side, you got, uh, you know, Ben Long's been dropped. Marcus Winhager, health and safety as well. Um, this is an interesting game because the... Uh, you know, the, the Bulldogs are running out of chances to find their way into the eight. The Saints have lost four out of five. The Bulldogs had won five out of six before they had two really ugly losses. And if they're not careful, somebody's going to leapfrog both of these clubs here pretty soon. Yeah, interesting game, isn't it? It's a tough one. And I look back and on May the 22nd at Marvel, the Dogs absolutely destroyed the Saints by 111 points. That's real interesting. The Saints started at four and a half point favorite. Then I checked last night and the dogs are nine point favorite, but that might've changed again because of those, uh, what do they call it? HS protocol. Uh-huh. Let's be honest. It's a COVID-19 protocol, even though we're not meant to mention that word in some cases, some media don't even say that now, but that's what it is. It's the COVID outs, which is a worry. I'm going to stick with the dogs, but, I would not be surprised if this game goes either way. Yeah, I, I'm going with the Saints on this one. I just, I, I just, I really like that. Uh, you know, I know Tim English is is becoming a really, really solid ruckman. 
But I just that combination of Patty Ryder and Rowan Marshall there, I think is just going to be able to get up on him enough to I'm going with the Saints by eight points on this one. I don't have it as a very uh, a wide margin by any stretch of the imagination. You know, you, you might be right because I just I just can't trust either team right now. I mean, the, yeah. the Swans destroyed the Dogs last week and the Saints are so up and down. And even though the Saints won a lot of clearances against the Dockers, you know, they lost. So mm-hmm. tough one to pick. Won't yeah. be putting any money on it. Then we head down to the Adelaide Oval. And you've got uh, the Crows hosting the Magpies. The Magpies are sitting number six right now. Game 350 for a uh, guy who used to play basketball, from what I heard, Scott Pendlebury. Um, you know, the Crows, you know, they've won. Eight, they, I'm sorry, they've lost eight out of ten. And the two wins they got there were the Eagles and the Roos. So they've 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 been scuffling for the better part of two and a half months. And, you know, the Magpies are trying to put some distance between themselves and, you know, the, the clubs that are in the seven and eight spot on the ladder. And they could do that getting into their game clear here. But no Quaynar, no Henry, no Taylor Adams. Uh, Lockie Murphy's back in. Uh, James Rowe is out. Jackson Haley's out. Matt Crouch has been omitted as well. Um, Darcy Moore's back in. Trent Bianco is back in. You know, the Pies need to add percentage because their percentage is of the clubs in the eight, they are far and away the lowest percentage because they're they are 10 percentage points behind Richmond, who's in the number eight spot. You know, they're you know, they're two games better, but they're at 106 and Richmond's at 116. So they're gonna start losing some tiebreakers if they start sliding down the uh the ladder a little bit more there in, in terms of placement on it. Yeah, I uh I'm going to go with the Magpies and probably cover the nine and a half point spread. Young Nick Dacos, they were saying this week that he could have had one of the best rookie years since your buddy Selwood. They even mentioned Alan Jakovic, who I play with at Woodville. So that was interesting to hear his name again. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, cool. And yeah, it was. He he was a terrific player at Woodville. Then he went to the um, Melbourne Demons, played about 50 games or so. And then he went to the Bulldogs. Um, but yeah, the Magpies have won seven in a row. I think mm-hmm. they'll win well, actually. They might have got a bit of a shake-up with the Ruse last week. Matt Crouch out again. Wow. He just doesn't run with the ball. That's his main problem. Gets a lot of short possessions, as we said last week. Right, right. Take the Magpies to win and cover the nine and a yeah. half, I think. Even though he's in Adelaide. Yeah, I, w- I went with the Pies by about three goals on this one. I, I just, I think that... I think that they got a scare last week against a club that is, let's just call it, let's just say it, an inferior club right now in the Ruse. And yeah, I think that the Crows have more talent than the Ruse do right now, but I, I still think that they're not going to let themselves get them, get into a position like they did with North Melbourne last week. So yeah, I've got the, I've got the pies winning this one by about three goals as well. And then we head off to, what is going to be chilly Manuka Oval this weekend? Uh, it's going to be cold there this weekend. A lot of changes on both sides. Uh, Connor Iden coming in. Uh, Jacob Hopper, Jake Riccardi coming in. Adam Kennedy's out. Callum Brown's out. Lockie Whitfield is out. Phil Davis, bad hamstring again. You know, speculation that this might be it for him. Um, you've got seven ins for the for the Lions, you know, Achi, McStay, Gardner, Andrews, Coleman, 
Ainsworth, uh, a lot of people being uh, dropped from their Tom uh, Fullerton out. Oscar McInerney's out due to health and safety. So uh, they're going to be, you know, lacking in the ruck position there a little bit. You know, the Lions have lost four out of seven. And that was, you know, they were a not the club that they're supposed to be in uh, last week's game with Essendon because they didn't have much of their squad out there. But uh, I'm going with the Lions to win this. And even though it's cold, I think that the cold could benefit the Giants because they, they play in Canberra a little bit more often than you know Brisbane coming from the slightly warmer temperatures there. But I'm going to go with the Lions. Reason being, because I have to be right this week because Nakaya Cockatoo got another game this week. So they're going to get the win this time. <laughs> Cold, don't you tell me about cold, mate. It gets to minus 30 Celsius and colder up here in Edmonton. So, right. yeah. But, right. yeah, in Australian standards, Canberra can get cold. What about the Giants last week? They scored a total of 29 points against the Port Adelaide Power. Three goals, 11. That's disgraceful. Oh, they might get close. Lions won't like the cold because they're up in beautiful Brisbane where it's nice and warm and tropical kind of. Mm -hmm. Take the Lions to win, but Giants might get within the 14 and a half points. And I was actually watching a TV show last night on YouTube. I should have watched more. It's called The Front Bar. And I was watching an episode with the former Giants coach, Leon Cameron. So that was really interesting. And who will be coaching them next year? We're not sure, but yeah. Lions to win just, I think. I've I've heard him on the on a couple radio calls over the last couple of weeks when I've when I've tuned into some of the games on the radio. So it's kind of interesting to see him jumping right back in doing that. Uh yeah, I, I'm going, like I said, I'm going with the Lions to win this one by about eleven. Uh they they need a win. They need to kind of stabilize things a little bit. I mean, they're still sitting in the top four, but they've they've just been hopping back and forth between, you know, wins and losses here. So they need to put a couple of them together. And then we head to Marvel, the Richmond Tigers favorite stadium. And uh, you've got North Melbourne sitting at number 18. Well, sitting, do we want to use the word mired, buried in whatever, whatever euphemism you want to use there. The Tigers are at number eight. Uh, you've got uh, Jason Horn Francis back in the ones. Uh, Josh Gibkus. Vlaston, Balta, Kachin, and debutante Tyler Sansi coming in for Richmond. Soldo's out, Arts is out, Castagna's out, Rioli is out. That's Maurice Rioli. Thompson Dow is out. Tom Lynch has got a bad hamstring again as well. So does it matter who's out? <laughs> well, they got a few injuries. Yeah. And what about that last week? That was my one of my highlights of the weekend to see the Suns get up with the goal after the siren by mm -hmm. Noah Anderson to defeat those Tigers who were up by oh, 30 or 40 points. That 40 was in the third quarter, yeah. By our second favorite team, the Gold Coast Suns. I'm picking the Tigers to win. They're favorite by 41 and a half. I think the Roos will get within that. And good to see the South Aussie boy, Jason Horn Francis, back in. Tigers to win, but Roos to cover the 41 and a half. Yeah, I, I I've got the Tigers by twenty five here. I think it's yeah. I still, you know, I think some of the players, you know, you know, Todd Goldstein, I think is going to have an opportunity at a, at a at a great game because the, the ruck position for the Tigers is so, you know, questionable this week. Um, 
but I think that the, the, the Ruse players, I think many of them are, are realizing, you know, we're, we are auditioning for a position on this list next year as well right now. So we better play our butts off to have an opportunity to be here or somewhere else for that matter, if the case may be. So we shall see how that ends up going there. No, you're right. Yep. Okay. I didn't know if you could hear me or not there. So, and then we move on to, you know, arguably the, the, the worst game of the round. Okay. It's not um, going to the MCG and you've got Carlton and Geelong. Um, probably not going to see a lot of red in the stands this week in uh, at the MCG. I wouldn't <laughs> imagine, uh, <laughs> you know, I have to be honest as, as a cat supporter, I didn't, I, I didn't see them as a top of the ladder squad this year. They may not stay there. I, I didn't, I think I tipped them sixth this year. Um, you know, this should be one hell of a game though. I mean, you got, you know, those, those pairs of key forwards for this, this game with, uh, with Kernow and Mackay and uh, Cameron and Hawkins. I mean, this should, this could be a heck of a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, Mackay and Kerno kicked five goals each last week. Adam mm -hmm. Chera, the recruit from the Dockers, he's going very well. And the Blues absolutely smashed the Eagles over there in, in Perth. They haven't played since July 2021 when the Cats won by 26. So that's not really relevant. Your D, your Cats, wow, what a great win over the Demons by 28. They might need to kick a bit straighter this week because they kicked 12 goals, 19. Right, right. Cats are favoured by eight and a half. Good game. I'm going to stick with your boys. Be around about that. Cats to win in probably the game of the weekend at the MCG. Saturday night, I believe, Australian time. Yeah. So it should be a massive, massive, great crowd there. Yeah, 5.25 a.m. here Saturday. So that'll I'll be I'll be watching that one before I head to my uncle's funeral. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the cats to win this one by nine. Now, again, I'm not a I'm not a betting man as we've talked about. But if I was to do that, I have this. What what's the uh, don't they do like a like a total points thing in terms of like the over under kind of because yes, I have a, they Yes, they do. It's actually a little bit lower than some of the other games. Like really? Tigers Ruse is 175. The Cats Blues is 159.5. Wow. So what's your thoughts? The high scoring or low scoring? Well, I, I think this is going to be a high scoring game with the, with those those two pairs of key forwards. But again, last week, you know, that Cats game, I think that between Hawkins and, and Cameron, they got one goal out of them in that win, if I'm not mistaken. You know, the goals were coming from everywhere else on the ground, but those two. So I don't know. I just, I just have a feeling it's going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, a back and forth, you know, not quite like the NBA all-star game where, you know, they don't play defense at all, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a much more high scoring game and, and the blues they're getting healthy right now. Uh, Mitch McGovern, Mark Pittnett are playing in the VFL this week. So they're a week closer to getting back with the club. So the blues could still be a, a force in these last six, these last five weeks, after, well, at, including this week, of course, but they, they could certainly be a, uh, a club to contend with as they hopefully get back to, to st full strength. Well, I'll tell the boys tomorrow night on the sports grid show, cause they, 
they often like betting the over-unders. I keep away from them. I just mm-hmm. look each week to see how many go over and under. So I'll tell the boys that you like the over, then they'll put a few hundred dollars on it, and then oh, if you lose, they'll, they won't like me next week. Well, they, well fortunately, fortunately, they don't know me then. <laughs> they'll blame me. Yeah, yeah. So we, we head out to Optus, and you know this is arguably the other really solid game of the of the round. Uh, you've got Fremantle at sitting at number three with, at 48 points with Sydney at number seven with 40 points. Uh, Blake Akers, Heath Chapman are in uh, for Fremantle. Tom Hickey is back in. Peter Laddams is out injured. You know, uh, ugly event, you know, after the, the game with the Saints last week with the, you know, I just saw little snippets of whatever that, idiot posted online uh yeah about michael frederick about michael walters just you know ugly comments it's it's just it's 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 horrible that 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 people feel like they need to resort to that sort of thing to you know to to vilify people because they they didn't like the outcome of a game it just you know it's you know i've uh i i use this this term the other day you know you know that when people say that, you know, something's really ridiculous or it's dumb that they say it's ass a nine. Well, I said, it's gone beyond that. It's ass a 10. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, so, no, I saw that as well. It was, it was more than over the top. It wasn't just a little bit of racism. It was downright yeah. gutted talk, disgraceful talk. Yeah. And then one of the Melbourne media outlets and one of the guys, he reposted and rebroadcasted it. And I don't know that he should have done that because that news organization are pretty hypocritical, mm-hmm. but yeah, not good. We try and stay as positive as we can on the, on your podcast because there is too much disgusting negativity in the world and people will criticize you no matter what, as you and I know. You can be nine out of 10 things right and someone will pick on that one little thing and run with it. So yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. I didn't like to see it. And as we know, the great Eddie Betts used to cop it all the time. So pretty bad. But back to the game. Yes, the Dockers, when they moved Nate Fife back into the middle after weeks out, he got the Dockers going. They kicked seven goals straight. I'm going to tip the Dockers, and especially at home, even though they've played well in Melbourne this year, really well. Right, right. At home field advantage. Swans are up and down. Dockers to win and probably win by more than the eight and a half. Yeah, I, I've got I've got the Dockers by 13 in this one. You know, I just, I, and I, and I'd written down here, I said, if this was in Sydney, I might go with the Swans. But since it's going to be, you know, in free, in, you know, in, in Perth with, you know, the, you know, the purple army there, it's just, it's going to be, I think a great crowd for them. And I, I think they're going to go ahead and feed off of that. And, and I wonder, I doubt it's going to be an issue, but any impact about the contract stuff, you think that's going to distract buddy at all here? Do you th- I, I, I doubt it's going to make an impact on him, but. Uh, it's probably, uh, it's probably overblown yeah. Australian media that we don't have to get involved with because we can just do our show over here, your show, and we can be positive and not get caught up too much in the massive market of Australian rules football in the media, as I'm sure you realise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And then we move on to a game that we have to, we have to talk about it because it's scheduled and they're, you know, they're two very proud franchises. Uh, we have the Hawthorne Hawks who are sitting in the number 14 spot at 20 points and the Eagles at number 17 with eight points. Now, a, a lot of ins for the Eagles this week, but they, there are also, uh, there are also two Jibus this week. Not debuts, two Jibus, because we have Jai Sarong debuting for Hawthorne and Jai Cully debuting for the Eagles this week. Uh, Kyle Hardigan and Will Day are back in for Hawthorne. Alex Witherden, uh, Callum Jamison, Jai, uh, Jamie Cripps, Xavier O'Neill, Jackson Nelson in. Petrocelli's out. Nick Natnui's out. Willie Rioli is out. His father passed away, if I'm not mistaken. Um, condolences there. You know, I think this is going to be a close game because the Eagles have, you know, other than what happened last week when it, they just got thumped by Carlton, and I tipped the Eagles in that game, uh, you know, the Eagles have played some competitive football the last few weeks. I think this is going to be close, but I, I'm going to go with Hawthorne in this one to win it by 14. I just, I think Hawthorne is just, is a better side right now. They've got a nice, you know, blend here of, of youth and uh, senior players. Uh, I'm going with the Hawks in this one. Yeah, look at the Eagles last week. I thought they'd do better against the Blues, as mm -hmm. you just mentioned. But look at their scoreline. In the first quarter, 0-0, nothing. In the last quarter, it was 85-85. So they kicked not one goal or point in the first and the last quarter. That's terrible, really. Let's think about that. That's yeah. absolutely terrible. Yes, sad to hear Willie Rioli's dad. I just see that now, personal reason. So he's a terrific young player and great to see he's back. Nick Natanui, one of my favourite players, is out. Jack Petricelli, oh, I'm not that keen on him. He can run quick, but he doesn't get much of the ball. Right, I'm right. with you. I'm going to pick the Hawks to win, even though they lost five in a row before beating my very average to terrible Crows. <laughs> let's, take, let's take the Hawks to win, but I'm with you. They might get closer than the 28 and a half point spread. So let's say the Hawks by three goal. Yeah, that's I'm and I'm looking and I'll be honest, I, you know, with everything that went on this past week, I did not watch this game, uh, the Carlton and West Coast game. And I'm just looking at the scoreline you're talking about there. So 34 to nothing. And then West Coast comes back and actually got got close. They got to within 10 points. And then they got shut out in the fourth quarter. I mean, they did they didn't score a single friggin' point in the first or fourth quarter. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's crazy, isn't it? Think I mean, about that. And they scored, they scored eight in the third quarter. So 45 out of their 53 points were scored in the second quarter. That's I, like I said, I, I did, I didn't get to watch this one, but uh, uh, amazing. Absolutely amazing that that happened that way. Okay. Uh, we've got two more games to talk about. We're heading to, Alice Springs, and we've got the Melbourne Demon sitting at number two at 48 points. Is this a Melbourne home game? Yes. I think it is, yes. So they're, is, hosting, yes. they're hosting Port Adelaide, who's sitting at number 12 at 32 points. Uh, this is an interesting one. You've got uh, a couple of key outs for uh, the Ds. Clayton Oliver's out. Harrison Petty is out. Jake Bowie is out. Uh, Jed McEntee is out for Port Adelaide. 
Adam Tomlinson's back in. Jake Melksham's back in. Hopefully, Stephen May will be nice to him. Uh, Kay Chandler is uh, is in. Luke Dunstan's in. Sam Wiedemann's in. Trent Rivers is in. Riley Bonner, Stephen Motlop, Trent McKenzie, and Xavier, the Archer Durzma, is back in for Port Adelaide here. <laughs> That's a huge out, not having Clayton Oliver there. Absolutely. He is a star. Mm-hmm. He's one of the favorites to win the Brownlow medal, which is the best and fairest player, as most of us know. Maybe we've got some new listeners. And the game is at Traeger Park in Alice Springs. So if you don't know the map of Australia, have a look where Alice Springs is. It's pretty much dead in the middle of Australia. I've been there on the way back from Darwin. I stayed there for a night or two. Interesting place, hot and dry, but hopefully the big crowd gets out there. People will travel from everywhere. I might surprise you, mate, with my pick because, you know, I'm not a fan of the power. I am actually going with the Port Adelaide Power Paps to beat the Demons. I think they're more desperate. They're in form. They're playing good football, including Todd Marshall, who I used to diss a bit, so I apologised to him a few weeks ago. Clayton Oliver, massive out, and they're not going very well. Taking the power, and it looks like you are as well. I am. I am as well. You know, the, the one thing that the, the one thing that I think that the D's have really going for them is that Max gone is one more week healthier because, you know, I, I, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I don't play one on a podcast. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about doctoring, but he came back awfully quick from that syndesmosis injury that they said he had. So and he didn't necessarily look like Max gone. Yeah, I've, I'm going with the port and a mild upset here. You know, they're, you know, the, the D's are still struggling to score. Uh, and not having Clayton Oliver out there is going to make that even more difficult because, you know, he from, you know, both he and uh, he and Petraka will, you know, will slide forward, you know, quite frequently. But now that's one less person that's going to be able to do that there. So I'm going with Port Adelaide in a mild upset. I've got them by five points winning this. And I, I said, I've got them kicking a goal late in the game to win. So, so I we'll see what happens. Yeah. Be interesting. Look at the crowd and look at the new oval. Be good for viewers to watch it from here, knowing that it's in mm-hmm. Alice Springs. And if the Port Adelaide power wins, that helps your cats to keep them on top and the D's down a bit. These are up and down, aren't they? But once they get going for, they're still dangerous. So, I'm obviously not writing them off. I still think they'll probably make the grand final. But look at current form. Port Adelaide yeah, yeah. on a roll. And they can make the playoffs, finals, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and I just – yeah, and again, like I said, I have no idea where the Cats are going to be when this is all said and done. Um, but, you know, we're, we're likely going to find them in a position where, you know, as a Cat supporter, you're almost hope if they do finish top of the ladder or they finish second, that you do hope that, you know, that Fremantle or Brisbane, you know, finish off to play against them in that first round game, because maybe there's a shot of them actually getting to play a home, an actual home final game. Cause it, 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 you know, if they finish, let's say number one and, you know, Carlton finishes four, you know, damn well, they're going to, they're going to play a home final game at the MCG and there's going to be 80,000 Carlton supporters at the Geelong home game and, and yeah, and you being a CFL fan, me being an NFL fan, you like the NFL as well. You know, we've talked, I've talked with other people about this. It, it's, it's kind of like the, uh, 
it's kind of like um, in college football, for example. Let's say that, and I use the University of Iowa, for example, with, with Donnie Hess. And I think their stadium seats about 65,000 people. But the University of Michigan and Ohio State University, both of their stadiums seat over 100,000 people. It'd be like the Big Ten telling Iowa, you know what? Yeah, you got a really good club, but, you know, we really want to put more butts in seats. So we're going to have your team play your home game at the big house at the University of Michigan, where 99% of the fans sitting in the stands are going to be Michigan fans. Yeah, you know, and again, I, I understand the butts and seats thing, but it just it that's the one big thing as an American or a North American footy fan that I've not been able to just completely wrap my head around that you, you end up penalizing a club and taking away, you know, a game that they've earned to have in front of almost exclusively their fans. I'm absolutely with you. Geelong do get screwed out of that some years. As I, as you said, you can see why it's a total money thing. Absolutely, one hundred percent. It's a money thing, and you know the AFL is good. But when you see some of those people on too much money and more people in the AFL office, well, they've cut back since COVID, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm with you because that's not right. Geelong do get messed up by that. But on the other side, you know what? They do play the MCG quite well. It's not that far for Geelong fans to travel to Melbourne. I think it's about an hour drive or more with the traffic. So Mm -hmm. it's not that big a deal. And if they do play well at the MCG during the year and the other finals, well, that's obviously going to help them for the grand final, right? But I'm with you. Yeah, the Cats absolutely have a point on that. Yeah, because I know that I, I interviewed uh, somebody that works in the in the Cats organization uh, for the preview episode a few months back, and they they were talking about how that's been a battle, you know, where they're they're trying to get all of the the regular home and away season home games in Geelong, and they got one more back there this year, so they got to they're getting to play nine games in Geelong as opposed to eight. So they're and they're you know once they get the new stands finished, they're hoping that they're going to be able to get all eleven of them there. So, well, I don't want to get political, but maybe they need to hurry up and finish that <laughs> GMHBA stadium and get the unions out of it and get those guys working harder. I don't know. They seem Ooh. to be building it for the last few years, haven't they? I I don't know. I know they just took down that stand not that long ago, but I like you said, I'm I'm going to step away from that part of it. <laughs> and let's hey, you know what? We've got one more game to talk about here. All right, let's go ahead and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I upset him! I upset him by talking. No, about, you like, did. No, you, you didn't. I'm just like I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and just kind of divest myself from that and just kind of. We're gonna move on past that. There. So we're we're heading back to Marvel for the third game of the weekend at Marvel stadium. So hopefully the grass will get to cool off uh, next Monday, but Essendon sitting at 16th at 20 points is hosting gold coast sitting 11th at 32 points. And, you know, the bombers, they beat a scuffling lion side last weekend. Are they going to continue to play spoiler? Because this would be a great opportunity for them to do it. Uh, you got Jai Menzi debuting for Essendon. Alec Waterman is back in uh, Mason Redmond is in. Malcolm Rosas is out for Gold Coast. Darcy McPherson's in. Jai Farrar's in. Oleg Markov is in. And Isaac Rankin is back in this week. You know, this is a uh, this is a kind of a must-win game for Gold Coast if they want to, uh, you know, 
jump up because there's an opportunity for them to leapfrog either West, uh, the Western Bulldogs or the St. Kilda Saints this week. If one of them loses, well, one of them is likely to lose. The Suns, if they win this, have an opportunity to move up one spot on the ladder. Well, I said earlier I like to stay positive, and I do. But when mm-hmm. I feel strongly about something, I'm going to rip into the Bombers. Wow, they've won two in a row. Look, <laughs> look, the season's well over and they start winning. They were absolutely pathetic. And as we know, Mick Malthouse picked them to win the premiership. I mean, that was an exaggeration. I picked them to come eighth. But uh-huh. Terrible, terrible. They're a disgraceful organization right now. My second favorite team, but not happy. Peter Wright's doing well. The former guy from the Suns who basically couldn't get a game up there. Good on him. Well, I hope the Suns win. They're favored by one and a half at Marvel. Let's hope they win and continue on. And then if the Suns and the Port Adelaide Power win, that's going to make the chase to the final eight even more interesting. So yes, go will. the Suns, eh? Yes, it will. Yeah, I'm going with the Suns in this one as well. But you know that, you know, the Bombers have, uh, you're right, the season is kind of a lost one right now, but they have won, they have won three out of four. And the game they lost, you know, they lost to the Eagles by 10 um, out at Optus Stadium. But, you know, they've, they've, I mean, they have won three out of four. So I think I think this is going to be a competitive game. But I, I'm with you. I am going to go with the Suns to win this, and because I I think they're a more I don't want to say desperate, but they're you know they're they're in they're certainly in need of getting this win because they want to stay at you know above level, and you know continue to put that pressure on St. Kilda, put that pressure on the Bulldogs to to keep it quite frankly on the Tigers as well. And it, although let's. You know, the Tigers are playing the Ruse. The Tigers are probably going to be staying in the eight. We're not going to see a new club in the eight this week. That's, you know, unless, uh, unless, unless St. Kilda absolutely destroys the Bulldogs and makes up 12 percentage points on top of whatever the Tigers are going to get against uh, North Melbourne this week. I don't think we're going to see a change in the eight. Well, think about how good that win was. Oh, by the Suns against the Tigers. It's Mm -hmm. underestimated. Sure, they say it's the greatest win in the club's history. But imagine the boys on on the nighttime having a bit of fun. Then all week at training, they will be so much more confident. They'll be running around so happy to be out there training. They're young kids. Most of them be great mates. That should be incredible for them. Mm -hmm. And with the chance that sniff at the finals, I'd be very disappointed if they lose for those reasons because the club, everyone involved is on an absolute high. So let's go to the Suns and hope they make a run. And I'd love to see them sneak in the final eight. Yeah, they've got an interesting, they've got an interesting run home. Cause again, yeah, you know, we talked about this last week, but you know, they got the bombers and then they go to the GABA, then they've got the Eagles coming uh east. Uh they're going to Tasmania to play the Hawks. They've got the Cats coming to to uh Queensland, and then they finish up with the Ruse. Wow. So, I mean, they've got, they've got to, you know, they're likely going to have an opportunity to, uh, you know, to add some percentage against the ruse if they, if they have to at the end. Um, there's a possibility here, but again, you know, you've got, you've basically got five clubs battling for that eighth spot right now. So somebody's going to be greatly disappointed. Well, the lions are gettable. They're not playing that great. The right, cats right. is a tough one. Cats is a tough one. 
but the Suns is getting quite that home advantage, you know, the the human conditions and mm-hmm. so forth. Uh, it's going to be tough for for teams to beat them there at the Gold Coast, and that's great because the AFL has poured a lot of money in there, as we know. Yeah, yeah, and and it, I think, like I said, we've said before, you know, for the 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 benefit of of I think the long term health of of the game. They want to see Gold Coast be successful. They've seen the Giants be successful, even if it hasn't translated to attendance at games, because the Giants don't tend to draw very, very, very well there. So, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we pour the, the money they pour in. But like they said last night on the show, the extra uh, game, the ninth game, like with the Suns and the GWS mm-hmm. in the expansion, the extra ninth game for the TV rights nearly pays for it. So it's not as disastrous as, you know, I might make out because I was so surprised when they put a team in the uh, suburbs, the Western suburbs of Sydney. Absolutely. I was, but Hey, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, it is going to be a fun week and I, and I'm hoping that uh, I'm, I'm hope, I mean, I know I'll watch the cats for sure, but again, you know, we've got, you know, you know, an interesting weekend this weekend because you know I've got my my daughters flying in from North Carolina today, and my son is flying in from Rhode Island tomorrow, and then he's turning around and flying back out back to Rhode Island Saturday, late Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, and then my daughter will head back Sunday morning to head back to North Carolina, you know, because they're going to be here for my uncle's funeral. Um, just a bit of a bit of a hectic weekend, so it's uh. I'm hoping to watch as many games as I can because it'll be a nice distraction. But also, you know, I've got, you know, got a lot of family that's going to be in town for this. So it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be the first time I've had both my kids at, at, the, at the house at the same time in almost three years. So. Well, I listened, to your, I listened to your show on Tuesday. Very interesting with your uncle and yeah. uh, your great mate. So I hope, Hope it goes as best it can in the yeah. circumstances. Yeah. And folks, if, if you haven't listened to episode 186, I do hope you'll go back to listen to it. Um, you know, I did pay tribute to my uncle there, but the other half of that, and I was, you know, was this, this thing that we're trying to do for my mom for her birthday, her 80th birthday coming up here. And I had tried to keep that episode a secret from her. Uh yeah, so when I shared it, yeah, she's on my email list. So when a new episode comes out, it gets sent to her. I didn't send it to her for that episode. I I did not add her to when I posted it on on Facebook. I, I I made sure I blocked her on that so she wouldn't see it. Of course, I went to her house yesterday morning and popped in, and there she is sitting at the computer listening to that episode. So she, she found it anyway. Oh wow! <laughs> so she the cat is out out of the bag. So we have to certainly double down. And uh, yeah, so if you if you haven't listened to 186, we're we're doing a little uh, thing with my mom's 80th birthday, um, and I, I do hope you'll you'll go back and, and take a listen to that. I won't rehash it here. It's a very short episode, uh, but you know your help with it would be would be tremendous. Anybody that, that wants to do that. So absolutely wonderful lady. So Mick, where can people find you, sir? All right. Uh, Mick That's M Y K A U S S I E. Mick Twitter and uh, doing some little bit of work for the CFL Edmonton Elks up here. So a video is going up today where I do a pick six and a bit of comedy involved. So, pretty excited about that because they're a very famous 
long-running um, CFL franchise. Warren Moon won many Grey Cups up here. Mm-hmm. Crowds are down a little bit, unfortunately, but excited to be doing a little bit of work for them. They approached me, which was really cool. So, uh, yeah, on Twitter a lot, as you are. So looking forward to the CFL this weekend and also, of course, all the AFL will be really exciting as we head towards the finals. So who do the Elks have this week? Well, they're in Montreal to play the Montreal Alouettes and the Alouettes have actually got an Aussie uh, punter. There's a couple up here. So there's been a few Aussie punters up here. Um, And as you know, they're all over the the, uh, NCAA as well. So hopefully the Elks can uh, do a bit better because they've had a bit of a rough start. But they got a new coach back again. And he, interestingly, Chris Jones is his name. He actually spent some time recently as a coach at your Cleveland Browns about two years ago. Okay. So he's, he's done very well up here in the CFL. Terrific. Controversial guy, but I uh, I do like him. He's a nut. They, they're all nuts. All these NFL and CFL coaches, <laughs> they're, they're a bit wacko. They get up at four o'clock in the morning, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, I get up at five, so I, but I, but you know what, I, I, I could sleep. I could sleep until noon and still be a nut, uh, <laughs> which uh, which I haven't done that this year. I, I actually I slept in two days ago. I slept until seven o'clock in the morning, which was the latest I've gotten up, and I couldn't tell you how long. Wow! It was, oh, it was yeah. I, I I really enjoyed that, but part of it is I don't want to stay up. Uh, you know, I, I you know since I teach, I'm not working in the summer. I I, I worked summer jobs for like 20 of the 28 years that I've been teaching and I just haven't the last couple of you know, the last few years. And well, my wife is still heading off to work every morning and I, she doesn't listen to the podcast, but I, I just, I, I kind of feel guilty about continuing to just snore away while she's getting up to get to work. So I'll, I'll get up in the morning, at least putter around the house, go out and work in the garden. I mean, I have, I have about 50 pots that are placed around my garden right now that I have to go plant as soon as we wrap up here. So that's where I'm headed here in just a few minutes to head out into the sunshine and get some plants into the ground. So, Hey Mick, a lot of fun. This should be a great round. Uh, we might get some clarity in the, uh, those bottom five, a couple clubs might drop off a couple might jump up. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happened, but Hey, great chatting with you, sir. Any other words of wisdom before we wrap up here? Uh, yes, kids, don't put your mouth guard in your sock when you're shooting for goal because it will unbalance you and it's <laughs> unnecessary and it's unhealthy. <laughs> and good luck to your cats in the game of the round against the Carlton Blues. So have a great weekend. Well, it's good a now, weekend as you l- can, mate. Let me ask you this. Would it be acceptable? Would it be acceptable for you to put your mouthpiece into the sock of the guy who's manning the mark? to throw him off balance (laughs) (laughs) honestly i've said this before (laughs) mouth guards are custom made it shouldn't upset you at all i never saw anyone ever doing it when i played so i just can't understand it but too many of them do it but i was refing up here and the lad did it and i told him if he do does it again I'll pay a free kick against him. And he, he never done it again. I wasn't meant to say that, but he did. I just said, hey, I can make up the rules here on this one. <laughs> so do you think it has to do with being on camera when you're taking a set shot? 
I don't know because, like I said, the only time you should take your mouth guard out is to spray it with some water. Yeah. You're so comfortable. I, I totally don't get it. I'll blame yeah. Tex Walker for setting that trend. Yeah. Hey, he's a great player, though. <laughs> yep. All righty. Well, hey, Mick, have a fantastic Thursday, sir. All right. Carpe diem, man. Take it easy. Good. Talk Same to you to soon. You, mate. Yep, have a great weekend. You bet. Cheers. All right. I'm absolutely chuffed to have had uh, Mick join me today. It's been a rough week here um, in my neck of the woods. As, as you know, I, you know, having lost my uncle and uh, dealing with, with all of the things related to that, but it's, it's nice to be able to talk some footy. Uh, very much excited about watching a few of the games this weekend. A couple in particular, I hope to not miss, of course, the Cats and Carlton and uh, Fremantle Sydney are going to be absolute uh, must watches. I'm really excited about those. So again, folks, if you head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, you can find everything you need about the podcast. Uh, you can find links to all my socials on there as well. My uh, Facebook uh, page for the podcast, my Twitter, my Instagram is there as well. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can also reach me by email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. And folks, I do hope you'll consider sharing the episode with your friends and family that's it's really the way that helped grow the show uh, organically. If you like what you're hearing, I, I do ask that you, you know, tell a friend about it. Let them know about this American who loves this game that you're sharing with with myself and with other Americans here in uh, the U.S. Now, folks, look out for one another. Give your friends a call. Give your family a call. Check up on them. Tell them that you love them. And I thank you for the continued kind words i do hope you'll check out the little uh bit from episode 186 again that information will be in the show notes if you want to help out with that it would be terrific if you could and as always ladies and gentlemen may your dribble kick never hit the post i will catch you later This has been episode 187 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me by email at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com. And if you go to my website, ayankonthefooty.com, you can find all of my socials over there, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And folks, thanks for listening. And I do hope you'll consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family and look out for them. Like I said before, tell them you love them. Tell them you care. It's so important. And uh, until next time, folks, this is Craig Wessels. Goodbye.